Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of actinic keratosis found under the oncology section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 67-year-old man with male pattern baldness comes to the dermatologist. He realized recently that the skin on his scalp was not smooth. He describes it as feeling rough like quote-unquote sandpaper. While he was now retired, he was a gardener and often spent hours under the sun. Let's continue with an introduction to actinic keratosis. Remember that this refers to keratotic pre-malignant lesions, but they may lead to squamous cell carcinoma. In terms of the epidemiology, this is common in fair-skinned individuals, it is common in elderly patients, and it results from significant lifetime sun exposure, as this results in keratinocyte damage. Moving on to the presentation, remember that patients are typically asymptomatic, but they may be occasionally tender. On exam, one may note thin, adherent, transparent, or yellow scale that progressively increases in thickness. This is often with telangiectasias. It can progress to a cutaneous horn, which is difficult to distinguish from a squamous cell carcinoma at that point. It will demonstrate a rough or sandpaper texture, and it is often easier to detect by palpation rather than observation. It will frequently be on sun-exposed areas such as the face, head, neck, dorsal hands, and ears. In terms of further studies, a skin biopsy may demonstrate dysplastic epidermis with keratinocyte atypia. There will be hyperkeratotic cells with lower epithelial cells demonstrating loss of polarity and hyperchromatic nuclei, but there will be no invasion into the dermis. With regards to the differential, make sure to think about squamous cell carcinoma, actinic keolitis, and lentigo maligna. In terms of treatment, prevention is by avoiding sun exposure and using sunscreen. Patients should also have an annual follow-up for skin cancer monitoring. Lifestyle modifications include avoiding sun exposure and using sunscreen as well. Surgical options include liquid nitrogen or cryotherapy, which is the most common treatment. Another option is electrodesiccation and curatage. Pharmacological options include topical 5-fluorouracil. This is typically reserved for those with widespread actinic keratoses. Complications related to actinic keratosis include the risk of progression to squamous cell carcinoma. And lastly, with regards to prognosis, remember that this typically is slow-growing and persistent if it is untreated. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to actinic keratosis, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 68-year-old man with no significant past medical history presents to his primary care doctor for a travel evaluation. He plans to tour countries in the Middle East and Southeast Asia as part of his post-retirement celebration and he requests recommendations on necessary immunizations. He denies any history of venous thromboembolism, previous surgeries, or dependence on any medications. He regularly rows, runs outside, and regularly participates in competitions to stay in shape. His temperature is 97 degrees Fahrenheit, or 36.1 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 116 over 78. Pulse is 60 beats per minute, and respirations are 15 breaths per minute. Auscultation of his lungs and heart are unremarkable for any unusual rails or murmurs. 
His musculoskeletal exam is grossly equal and symmetric bilaterally, with no evidence of ataxia on gait assessment. His skin exam is notable for yellowing scales and mild erythema. What is the most likely diagnosis? And the answer choices are choice 1, squamous cell carcinoma, choice 2, basal cell carcinoma, choice 3, dysplastic nevus, choice 4, actinic keratosis, or choice 5, seborrheic keratosis. The best answer to this question is choice 4, actinic keratosis. This otherwise healthy patient's skin findings are consistent with actinic keratosis, likely from chronic sun exposure while exercising. Actinic keratosis is a pre-malignant lesion often seen in elderly patients resulting from significant lifetime sun exposure that can lead to squamous cell carcinoma. Patients are generally asymptomatic and require a thorough skin exam with a high index of suspicion for diagnosis. The lesion is notable for transparent or yellow scales that progressively thicken, acquiring a rough texture. Treatment involves either cryotherapy or electrodesiccation, but lesions can recur in other sun-exposed areas. Let's also discuss whether their choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Squamous cell carcinoma often demonstrates evidence of ulceration. Choice 2. Basal cell carcinoma is classically described as a pink, pearly white, dome-shaped nodule with accompanying telangiectasias. Choice 3. Dysplastic nevi are atypical, irregularly pigmented lesions that can progress to malignant melanoma. In this patient, some of the scales are pigmented, but the morphology is not suggestive of a nevus. Choice 5. Seborrheic keratosis is characterized by black or brown benign plaques that can be mistaken for melanoma. They are generally seen as multiple lesions with a stuck-on appearance, not in isolation as actinic keratosis may present. Finally, a bullet summary. Actinic keratosis is a pre-malignant lesion that can present in sun-exposed areas with thickened transparent or yellow scales. That's all for this review about actinic keratosis. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on medbullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here, on the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast.